our doctors and our nurses and others are extremely well trained. And because of that training, it's important, and they do have a sense of optimism that they're up to the task and they ultimately we will prevail. And I think they will look back upon this time and place as being their finest hour. From the Mount Sinai Health System in New York City, this is Road to Resilience. I'm John Earl. Each episode, we bring you insights on how to weather adversity from resilient people and experts who study resilience. We're continuing our series on coping during the coronavirus pandemic with an interview with Dr. Dennis Charney. Dr. Charney might be the perfect person to talk to right now. As Anne and Joel Ehrenkrantz, Dean of the Icon School of Medicine at Mount Sinai, he's helping lead our efforts to fight COVID-19 here in New York City. But he's also an expert on resilience. Dr. Charney is co-author of Resilience, The Science of Mastering Life's Greatest Challenges. The book is the culmination of almost 20 years of work treating and studying trauma survivors. It describes 10 coping strategies that anybody can use to bounce back from adversity. Strategies such as embracing optimism, facing fears, and looking to role models. Dr. Charney's work has been the backbone of this podcast from the very beginning, and we're so glad to have him back during this historic resilience challenge. Dr. Charney, welcome back to Road to Resilience. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show. Yeah, I'm happy to be back. So we're here in New York City, and as we speak, we are at the epicenter of the COVID-19 pandemic in the United States. And you have a front row seat to how we're responding, both as a city and as a health system. I imagine you're coping with a lot right now, starting with stress. Can you just list off some of the things that you're coping with? Yeah, actually, we, we say it's like a war. We're fighting this invisible uh, enemy, the virus. I am one of the generals, uh, but it's more stressful to be soldiers on the front line, which is what our staff are doing. And I mean the nurses and and the physicians and uh, all the other support staff. And so that they're my focus. And as long as I feel I'm doing a good job for them and ultimately a good job for the patients that are coming in, I feel less stress. How both are you coping personally, um, but also to your point, how are others coping around you? What sorts of things are you seeing? But I'm seeing a lot of bravery and a lot of courage on the part of our our staff. And the, one of the uh, researchers in resilience, Anne Mastin, developed the term ordinary magic, which people that are, quote, ordinary do extraordinary things in times of adversity. And that's that's what I'm seeing here at, at our institution every day, every hour, where our doctors and our nurses and others are just performing extraordinarily in, in the face of adversity, because these are sick patients who have an infectious disease that they, they could be at risk in contacting themselves. You and Dr. Southwick, Stephen Southwick, wrote a book called Resilience, the Science of Mastering Life's Greatest Challenges. And in the book, you talk about 10 resilience factors or coping strategies. There are things like optimism and social support. Which of those do you feel are most important right now for listeners coping with the effects of the pandemic? There are a couple of them that are very important. One is a positive sense of optimism, which is not easy in these times, but our our doctors and our nurses and others are extremely well-trained. And because of that training, 
it's important, and they do have a sense of optimism that they're up to the task, and they ultimately we will prevail. That this will end at some point, and we will get back to normal activities. And I think they will look back upon this time and place as being, as Winston Churchill said, their finest hour. That when they were when they were challenged, they they were up to the challenge, did spectacular work. So that sense of positivity and optimism is, is very important at this time. Secondly, I would say um, support is very important. You have to function as a team now. You got to be able to rely on each other 100% to uh, take care of the patients that we are responsible for. So that teamwork and that support and feeling like your brothers and sisters working together is extremely important during these times. There's also a sense of a moral compass, a sense of purpose. And I've heard this a lot from our, our staff. And that is, this is what they are trained to do. This is why they became a nurse or they became a physician. And a lot of them have the attitude if not us, who? Who's going to do it? And they say, we're going to do it. So those are elements that are important right now. I love the Churchill quote about the finest hour. And it, it's related to something I've been interested in, which is how we turn crises into meaning and purpose and growth. Um, I think that's just one silver lining right now in a lot of bleakness. Um, and so I'm, I'm really glad you brought that up. And I'm wondering if you have any other thoughts on on how we turn this pandemic into personal growth and greater purpose? These are tough times, and many, uh, many of us are going to have other tough times in our life, different kinds of tough times, different kinds of uh, challenges, but a silver lining in providing leadership and, and great frontline care will be when we're facing other challenges down the line, we'll look back and say, if I could overcome this, if I could win the fight against COVID-19, I could deal with any challenge going forward. So it's that kind of confidence and that kind of uh, experience that will stand many of them uh, in very good stead for the rest of their life. Hmm. It's an experience they will never forget. Are there any experiences from your life that you're thinking of now to kind of draw the same inspiration in the sense that I've been through that, I survived that, I overcame that, and I can overcome this? Are you thinking that way? I'm, I'm thinking that um, I'm well prepared for this time and place, that I've had a lot of uh, many uh, professional leadership opportunities and experiences that prepare me for this right now. And I have had personal experiences that also prepare me like uh, when I was the victim of a violent crime, was hit with a shotgun by a disgruntled former employee. I went through that survived, thrived eventually. I look upon that experience as giving me confidence to deal with anything that we're dealing with right now. A question I've been wondering about is where's the line right now between reasonable and unreasonable anxiety? So on an individual level, which measures uh, are warranted, protective measures, and which kind of cross the line into panic? It is normal right now when you're uh, in the midst of providing care for these very sick patients where there is some personal risk 
because it's an infectious uh, agent to experience uh, fear. That's normal. Um, it's normal to experience anxiety. And what you can do is, in a sense, utilize those emotions to perform optimally. So if you're feeling anxiety and fear, it'll make you more careful in how you perform the task associated with taking care of the patient. However, when it becomes too severe, then and it impairs your ability to perform appropriately and in an excellent manner, then you need to take a time out and essentially let somebody else take their turn. Uh, you can get support so that uh, when, it's, when the time comes for you to then you know, go back into the fray, uh, you're prepared again. So you don't want the anxiety and the fear to get to the point that it impairs your performance. And I should mention that facing your fears is one of the resilience factors in your book. Right. Uh, That's true. Um, from the point of view, so I'm just imagining... And it's no, like I said, it's normal. So when we, when we interview individuals for our book, like Navy SEALs and Army Rangers, where they're, they're faced with very dangerous situations, and we ask them, did you feel fear? They said, yes. We're not fearless. Uh, we utilize fear because it's a normal, normal emotion to perform our task. And the same is true, I think, in terms of what we're dealing with right now. Hmm. Fear and anxiety is normal. You utilize those emotions to perform your task in an outstanding manner. Hmm. So, Dr. Charty, I know you are a father. You are also a grandfather. And I'm wondering what sorts of advice you're giving to your grandkids right now. So it depends on the age of your you know, grandchild, uh, but I have a couple of uh, grandchildren who are uh, seven, five, and four who can comprehend the situation to a large degree because they do wonder why they can't go outside, you know, beyond the local parts of their, where they live. And uh, so my, my uh, children, the parents of the, my grandchildren, have basically told them that there's a virus, there's a sickness that we have to avoid for a period of time, but everything's going to be fine. It's going to pass. We're going to be good. So I think uh, kids at that age and, of course, older uh, can handle the truth, that, but uh, you give them at the same time a sense of optimism that they're being taken care of. This will pass. You know, don't worry. So you want to give them a reality, but also confidence. Fantastic. Dr. Charney, thank you so much for taking a moment to speak with us. We really appreciate it. Yeah, sure. Take care. Dr. Dennis Charney is Anne and Joel Aaron Kranz, Dean of the Icon School of Medicine at Mount Sinai. That's all for this episode of Road to Resilience. We're a production of the Mount Sinai Health System in New York City. The podcast is produced by Katie Ullman, Nikki Hudson, and me, John Earl. Lucia Lee is our executive producer. If you'd like to donate to support Mount Sinai's COVID-19 efforts, please follow the link in the show notes. Your donations help us continue to save lives. Thank you. And thank you so much for listening. We'll be back soon with more episodes. And until then, stay safe and be well.